the men are back. And the, Jesus Christ, Mark, was that you? What do we talk about? The women were so classy last week. Do you have any idea how hard we're gonna have to work to make the to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode 36. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me, as always, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Today, we're reviewing season four, episode four of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation, some based on real events others totally fake. In our show, we'll summarize those stories, make our own predictions as to which are fact and which are fiction, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. Guys, episode four, what did you think? Terrible. This is a terrible Not their best. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) Was there one that we liked? I can't remember. I don't think so. Uh, We just, uh, to the audio (laughs) podcast only listeners, we just ended our Instagram live. So the reason we said bye, guys, (laughs) (laughs) to be clear. We weren't ending the show early. Yeah, the show is just now starting. That would have been great. It's like, you guys like it? No. Bye, guys. And then just like, it goes to Beyond Beyond Belief. It's recorded by five friends. (laughs) This was a... Okay. Okay, we're back. What were we just talking what about? What powerful leg hairs. <laughs> Kyle's Kyle's leg hairs brushed the side of the recording mixer and then everything cut out. Yeah. This is our this is this is how the sausage is made, everybody. They don't when call me the man of steel for nothing. When we're doing a technical <laughs> Don't call me the man of sausage for nothing. I really need this show to get going. You know what you weren't here for and you weren't here for, but you were here for, and everyone knows who I'm pointing to at home, pointing to Tiffany and Chris, the all-female episode that aired last week. Oh my god, it was so Wait, good. Chris Such was on answer. the all ladies episode. He was in the it. room. He was in the room. Oh, He's a consultant that's of sorts. Bullshit. Yes, exactly. Yes. He was Why physically here. Kyle and I invited to this. Yeah. Um, because you're not. Um, mm, you because you weren't invited. Don't so. Yeah, you weren't yeah. invited. Wow. So. I think you guys said you were busy that day. I mm. loved mm. that episode. It was fantastic. I it made me find a new appreciation for Jesse's hosting because <laughs> no, it you, is a totally weird and different. I, I just want all the the listeners out there to know it sounds natural but it takes skill and talent and focus See, you thought i was joking when <laughs> i said the reason up. my score is so low is because i'm using all of my brain <laughs> okay power well you can't use it to justify a low score Jesse. well sense. speaking of low scores but i will oh. i can't use it but yeah. i will <laughs> despite that panel being so great the scores were middling. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. I okay. feel like if those logical ladies. That's could... what we called that group, the logical <laughs> ladies of Beyond Belief. Oh my gosh. Can we get pink jackets that say logical ladies to wear? That sounds so amazing. Femme. I'm just saying, after their. I feel like we're ruining the ladies episode here. <laughs> oh, a bunch, of, no, a bunch it... of men ruining the lady episode. Go Who would have thought? Go figure that. No, that that episode was uh, probably better than anything we've ever done. So. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Thank you. Pretty great. I feel I, like, if okay. anything, you guys should just take over the rest of the season. Well, and the one thing I would say is maybe the scores were kind of mid-range in terms of how many we got right. But in terms of the coin, we actually kind of annihilated it. The coin so. for Kyla Mark got zero last That's true. Week. Zero out. Wow. But so. my point is, my point is that if you guys, uh, you know, we're getting twos and threes last week, mm-hmm. we gotta, I gotta just change my strategy and, and we, go, guys, go a little crazy. We've all got to follow Chris's advice here and switch up our strategies because we're all not doing great no. this season. What is going on with season four? Is there a a really cheap rule? Like, for example, when Mark said there's the 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 circumstance versus oh coincidence, coincidence versus, versus yeah. supernatural versus supernatural, and sure. he and he went coincidence that whole episode. And I think he got like four out of five, yeah. right? Yeah, or you well. got a hundred on Possibly that one. Possibly hundred. That I felt like, oh shit, we're we're cheating now. But that like rule we just look at coincidence it, and we go right. But it's been broken since. But it's like, been broken. Do you guys? Is there a rule that you are staying away from because you feel like you're sort of breaking the system? No, but let me piggyback on that hmm. and say. A uh, friend of the podcast, Alex Walsh, is going to do a statistical analysis of the shows after we are completely done. Once all the stats are in, I'm going to give him all the data. 
how many episodes we're going to find out how many episodes did the first story always go fiction like how interesting would it be if we found out like story number one was fiction 75 percent of the time yeah, And so we should have always oh. voted fiction on the first one just by chance. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those answers. And if the show's done a good job at trying to mix it up, there's not going to be a good pattern. But I have a feeling there's going to be a weird anomaly where like nine times out of ten, the third story is fact. Mm-hmm. Like just randomly. That's like, really cool. And It's going to be awesome. That makes sense. I, I'd love actually. to talk to Alex on the phone and yeah. get him to explain <laughs> his Without any of us here, just yeah. you having a yeah, one-on-one just, just conversation Chris and Alex. on the phone. And well, let's even definitely about, not bring him here to the studio because uh, that's just weird. Let's yeah. make sure it's on the phone. Yeah. Yes. You, make sure it's on the phone and make sure that it's not even talking about beyond belief. Yeah. It's just their own personal mm-hmm. chat about like life and love. I just know, need love. to catch Grocery up. Lists. And I like Alex, but not that much. <laughs> I, w- I kind of like to write it off as a work thing. Sure. Oh, wow. Wait, you're getting paid for this? Speaking what? of work, let's get to the work. Wait. We've got five Beyond Belief stories today. Story number one is called Second Sight. I'd never been to this area before, but there was a man over at the bar who looked so familiar to me. I thought I must know him, yet I couldn't place him at all. Everything okay, sweetie? Yeah, um, everything's great. Best meatloaf I've ever had. Really? Nobody's ever told me that before. So this is not the first episode that this guy has directed, but his name, he's directed a bunch of episodes in season four, maybe season three, I haven't noticed it, but it just it occurred to me, Robert Lee, and then I was like, wait, isn't that a, a Civil War general? And then... Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. But is it possible that Robert E. Lee has come back from the dead to direct these episodes? I'm going to go fact on this one. Mark? I mean, it's historical, so... It is. Historical stories oh. tend to be I mean, true. So you think that he was like, I want to get by on my own. I don't mm-hmm. want people to hire me because I'm a famous, like, general. Absolutely. I'm going to so drop, I'm gonna drop, drop the, the E. <laughs> I'm a famous general. <laughs> well, I mean, beloved in some parts of the country. That's going to be cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting too political, isn't it? We've had a Robert E. Lee episode, too. Chris, you are going to give us the story summary for this episode. What happened here? Second Sight. Mm-hmm. And this one's about a woman who recently had a corneal transplant so that she can see again for the first time in a very long time. And <laughs> and she keeps stare, using them to stare at this man that's very sketchy. Greasy hair. Greasy, Greasy hair. Greasy skeet Ulrich hair from Scream circa 96. Oh, very good. Thank you. And uh, he, he attacks her and... <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, so this is where the cute element comes in. Got it. <laughs> Ties her up. Thinks, is very suspicious of her thinking that, you know, why is she, why has she been staring at me? To be clear, they met in a bar and this, this staring happened in the bar and then he followed her to the hotel room. Yes. Yeah. And now uh, he falls asleep on her chair and uh, she walks out of the room and uh, goes to the police. The police arrest him. And then she finds out that the eyes that she had transplants of belonged to the victim of this killer's past. (laughs) How would I end that? The guy murdered a woman, and then that woman's eyeballs ended up in this new woman. Yes, exactly. So this story is asking us to believe exactly that. Is it possible (laughs) that uh, a woman can die and her eyeballs can somehow maintain some memory, uh, a visual memory of the killer? No. No. Also, can I just say that that description of this kidnapping was like the most calm sounding kidnapping? Because it's like, yeah, and then he fell asleep in a chair and she walked out. <laughs> Chris has been doing a lot of candlelight yoga lately. And he's, just, he's just super relaxed. And he's just like, yeah. you know, and then he just like broke into the apartment and like tied her up. Yeah. And then he just fell asleep. He and she like, walked out. He just like took a nap. <laughs> So, yeah, I love uh, some of the best quotes of the series for me. Quote, this is the best meatloaf I've ever had. Referring to the musician? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Referring to the meatloaf that she had. And then the the waitress waitress, waitress said, no one's ever told me that before. (laughs) Wait, this happened? (laughs) This happened. Couldn't this also, I mean, I, I get there's a crazy coincidence here, but also this guy looked so incredibly sketchy that I'm like, if there was just like a really sketchy looking person in a bar and the fact that she's staring at him, it's like... 
he could have either he reminded her of someone else from her actual past and all those other ones past, or maybe she was just kind of alarmed by the sketchy looking guy. Like, I just feel like there is a connection being drawn here that there's a very reasonable um, explanation for that isn't the the corneas remembering hmm. its murder. So you think the colonel would be something like that, and then the the fiction part would be the the eyes. Well, no, I think the fi- I think that no, you could still have a cornea transplant. The fiction part would be associating her staring at this guy because of the coincidental fact that he murdered then, the person. It's literally just the fact that like they happen to be in the same place. Oh, see, and this guy just no attacks way. women around that age. See, that's interesting looking like that. because I had a similar thought, but more on a ghostly side. Of course, not because she shared eyeballs that her the the his last victim had. But rather because she just had some kind of psychic intuition that this guy was very odd and very um, probably needed. Oh, she needed to be one of the tools that stopped him from continuing his murder Mm. spree or or something. Or what if she had seen a police sketch on the news and then she goes into a bar and she's just staring at a guy that she thinks looks a lot like the sketch. And so he freaks out. Or doesn't even consciously remember the sketch, maybe. She's like, God, this guy looks so familiar. There you go. And and she just happened to be somebody who had some sort of eye procedure in... in, uh, Okay, so maybe... So we're all coming to the same conclusion in different ways. Except for Mark. Except for Mark. Mark, you think this is not... I just think that that (gasps) coincidence is... You believe the eyeballs are real. I didn't even see it coming. Well, you know what I did see coming is predictions... First up, Chris, fact or fiction, what do you think? I am going to say that this could be believable in multiple ways. So, yeah, I'm going to go fact. Mark? I don't think this is believable in any way, so I'm going to go fiction. (laughs) Tiffany? My initial gut instinct told me that there's a coincidence-based thing here, so I'm going to go fact. Kyle? Jesus, I really don't know. I'm going to go fiction on this one. It's (laughs) such a crazy coincidence, Mm -hmm. but coincidences happen. But this one feels like a lifetime story to me. So I'm going to go fiction. We've all locked in our predictions, but there's one more prediction we like to make every week, which is the prediction of random chance. I'm going to flip a coin. Heads is fact, tails is fiction. And we do this to see if we, as a panel, can outsmart a coin. Sometimes sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. (laughs) Let's find out what the coin's prediction is. The coin's going to predict fact, and we are going to move on to story number two, which is called The Fine Line. Carly, you okay? Uh, what happened? Uh, oh, something's happened. Oh. What do you mean? What's wrong? Shannon. Through their psychic relationship, Carly knew exactly where to find Shannon. It was better than radar. Call 911. I checked on Shannon while Carly called the police. Kyle, you and I immediately in this story recognize the same actor. What was her name? I'm going to mispronounce this and I apologize to the actress, but it's something along the lines of Jewel State. State. Uh, amazing actress she was in well it was so oh. funny what you and i we were both like you know what she's from yeah. and at the same time i was like space cases <laughs> and you were like firefly. firefly and i was like well it's space cases the one, on like the, the kid star trek show mm. yes, the kid in the, the big ears star trek. yes that's called space cases it's called space cases Are you sure mark i'm positive i love that show it's so mm-hmm. great I don't think it's called Space Cases. All right. Well, <laughs> Tiffany, you did not watch Space Cases. Nope. But you did watch this episode. Yeah. What happened in this story? Break it down. So we're following uh, identical twin sisters, Carly and Shannon, and they have a very strong psychological bond. So like if one of them is feeling ill or has some sort of injury, the other one will feel it physically. And so there's a weekend, their parents are out of town and their older brother is kind of watching over them for the weekend. But one of them... Carly is going um, out to a party and um, right before she's about to go, she wants to take the CD that um, Carly had shown her with like this new band and Carly kind of jokes that she can never, you know, take care of her stuff, but let's Shannon take the CD. Later, the brother and Carly are watching a basketball game and a song from the CD starts playing on the TV. Like they try turning it up and down. They're looking at the jukebox or they're looking at the stereo and it's somehow coming from the TV unexplainably. And then all of a sudden Carly feel like crumbles to the ground and she's like something's wrong with Shannon and so using her psychic ability she actually is able to pinpoint the exact place that Shannon had a car like was in a car accident and they end up calling the the paramedics you know and saving Shannon's life but 
then at the end, they kind of touch upon the fact that it wasn't just Carly who heard this song, but it was the brother. So somehow the brother had this psychic connection with his twin, with with his sisters who are twins. And it was the first and only time that ever happened. It happened to be a life-saving time. Yeah. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that family basically has this psychic connection, specifically twins. And I think this is in the zeitgeist. Like we've had twin stories before. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've seen this on Unsolved Mysteries. And I think that we all kind of were like, oh, we we get the the sense of this story. Like twins have a psychic connection. This yeah. is not the first time I've heard about this. But it's like the whole thing is it's about the brother. Like how did the yeah, brother the have twist, this? Right? And, and, and I mean, like, is it? So arbitrarily, it's like, oh, he heard the song too. And I was just like... The song was such a weird device in this story. The song was very was. strange to like, like would the writers kind of ham fist this kind of weird device? I don't know. Do we have a twins rule yet? Cause I feel like <sighs> twin stories, do they? Tend oh, to I got one. They look alike. That, that doesn't. That's the rule. That's the rule. Mark, no, Mark, 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 Mark. I got, I got it. They look Mark. I got it. They look alike. Now all the time there's twins that don't look alike. By the way, Space Cases was the name of the show. It was the name of the show. It's a great show. It's a great show. Did anyone else feel like it was weird that it was right up front revealed, oh, the twins have a psychic connection? Oh, I'm feeling that, you know, she was in a car accident. It's like, yeah, that's not really beyond belief because the kind of like normal world you guys have created is that you always have a psychic connection. So it was like, wouldn't have been more interesting if the twin died and there was no connection and something like, I don't know, like it yes. just feels like there was no twist of any kind here. It was not surprising in the least. It was the brother. Yeah, being, like, that's supposed like, to be the twist. The brother, it's, but, but it's, 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 not, it's framed it's, so poorly because it feels like the brother and the sister both hear it at the same time. Correct. If so the it was brother was like the if only the, if, one. If the brother was the only one that heard it, then that would have been something else. Yes, but agreed. The yeah, fact that the brother's like, what's that sound? And she's like, I don't know. What is that sound? And then it was like, oh, so you both heard it. Like I, I told, it, They both heard the song, but way she over also, my head. I was like, what the? what is the big deal? What's going on? They have a connection. We know this already. Right. They have a connection. We know this already. And the brother hears it, which is supposed to be the weird thing. But the girl, the twin, uh, Shannon in the kitchen is physically in pain because of the car accident. She feels it. So it's yeah. not like anything is right. abnormal. She really always matter. has to the outdo song him. Matter. I don't understand. Why does she, she always... She is such a show-off. <laughs> She's yeah. always trying to outdo think... Ryan. Is there a kernel of truth or is it's just a story? Kernel of truth is that twins have a psychic connection and felt that her sister was in danger as like they usually do. She probably knew where the sister was driving to. And then boom, there's Shannon's car on the side of the road on the way to Natalie's party. Like, it's not so that So the song crazy. isn't a part of it. No. I no. feel like it kind of goes back to the rule that I know Jesse talks about where it's like you can remember certain times where an intuition ended up paying off, but you don't remember the hundreds or thousands of times that it, it doesn't. Didn't. Yeah. So I'm sure that with like my sister and I were very close. And I feel like there have been a couple of times that maybe... I've like texted me like, hey, how's it going? And like maybe she wasn't having as good of a day. Right. But... There's, you know, so many of times he's like, I'm great. Yes. Well, let's go ahead on our predictions. I'll kick it off. To me, it is going to fall under the complicated rule. I think this is fact because the writers are trying to work with all these details that actually happened and they're having a hard time making them make sense. Tiffany. I mean, I think that there's definitely a kernel of truth that I can see, but for some reason, my gut's telling me fiction. So I'm going to go fiction. Chris. Yeah, sure. No, that, that makes sense to me. Did it happen? Who knows? But I have to say fact. Kyle. Jesse, I'm very on board with what you said. Um, totally believe in a connection between twins, and I think this was a story that grew in the telling. Fact. Mark. Right. I think we have a twin rule, and we have a complicated rule, and we have a sexy older brother rule. That's the most important of the three rules. For sure. um, and all those three rules together means it's fact. All right. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's slip a coin. <laughs> There goes the coin. Now let's flip it correctly. <sighs> Hit the floor. It go? It's by your foot. Bullshit. Don't rub up against any of the wires, please. Oh, man, this coin blends in very well with your rug. Yes, it does. All right, the coin is predicted fiction, and we are going to move on to story number three, which is called The Wrong Turn. Man, that was close. It was like crying. Mark, you're going to give us a story summary here. What happened? 
Well, there is a young man who's delivering mattresses, and he never gets lost. That's his thing. He knows the roads very well. He thinks he's on one road, but then it turns out to be a different road, and he's very confused. Then as he's driving, an older woman runs in the road, and he swerves to miss her, and then something falls on his mattress truck, and he gets out and realizes it's a young boy who just jumped out or fell out of a three-story building, and he landed on the mattresses. And the delivery guy takes the kid back up to uh, to his room, and you find out that there's this old woman collapsed and unconscious in the room. It's the little boy's grandma. And it's the same old woman who jumped in front of the car, though. She's like, no, I just kind of saw my grandson jumping out of the window and I kind of fell unconscious. So there's this whole kind of weird thing. And then the delivery man's leaving. And then he looks at the sign, the road sign. And he's like, wait a minute, this was the right street the whole time. So not only did maybe a grandma jump in front of the car, but also there was a phantom road sign. That sign's been right the whole time. <laughs> this is a strange one here. Mark, yeah. I think we you and did I, I watched some different stories. I think there's some details in there. Did you I miss some details? He went over some details here. We'll dive into it in a second. But the the broad, the broad strokes here. Let's let's all we're on the same team here, guys. We're on the same team. <laughs> Just like 49ers. No, we're, we're on the 49ers. Tiffany, how was that? Was that a good recap? Ooh. It's a trap, Tiffany. Don't answer that Ask question. Ask me, Mark. It's a trap. Chris, it's, it's a, a trap. trap. Don't answer that question. I'll give what Chris would give it. 99. Ooh. Oh, oh wait, wow. I take that back. I would not give it a 99. Yeah. This story is asking us to believe, is it possible basically that a guy could have a vision, swerve to avoid that vision, and then by swerving, save a child's life? There's a guy driving in an area of town he's not used to. Somebody that he can't really make out sort of runs in front of the car. He takes a weird turn. He gets stressed out. He just kind of parks his car to sort of get his bearings. And a kid falls out the window and lands on it lands in his truck which happens to be full of mattresses true true okay and then they're like oh crap we got to bring this kid back up and they're like what if they threw him out we got to make sure it's okay the cops probably come the superintendent's there he's there they check out the apartment and the lady who this guardian is freaking coked out of her mind or some shit you definitely she, thought that oh she my was god drugged out. she's drugged out she doesn't know what's going on she doesn't know left from right kid went out the window <laughs> and and that's that's the story that's what happened so, so the that. guy the guy comes out and he, and then he get he checks his map and he's like, "All right, I know where I am." I Mark, know where to I give you your mattresses. summary a ninety nine out of hundred. Kyle, like your summary a hundred out of hundred. <laughs> I gotta say that was pretty amazing. Okay, God, but here's my it. issue with the story. You remember last week, uh, Tiffany, mm-hmm. specifically you, me, and Jesse know about this and Mark and Kyle were not invited and they oh, don't wait, know. Um, so I was going to say, Mark, how do you, have you guys realized you were not invited to this the last This is such episode? bullshit. This was an all ladies episode and apparently Chris and Jesse were there. Someone's got to run the mixer. So Tiffany it, can oh, run Thank God I did So anyway, last week they dealt with a story that was eerily similar where a man on the side of a road in a yellow jacket or vest Oh, that was kind of Astral similar. projects himself mm-hmm. while still alive yeah. yeah. So that they can find him alive. This similar thing happened where this woman I had the same thought. falls unconscious. She projects herself in some way, even though she's not dead, to save this kid. And then she's back in her body. Right. What, what we both thought last week and what you would think this week, did Kyle or Mark, did you guys think that the woman would be dead and that's how she was able to be a ghost? Like yeah, I, 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 I thought, thought she was dead. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Not, how can you project yourself? <laughs> yeah, you either have to be dead or coked out of your mind. It's yeah. people mixed up. All right. Know. Well, let's go on ahead to predictions. Tiffany, fact or fiction? I feel like this is just such a weird one in terms of all the, the coincidences and specifics. And so I'm going to go fact. I think that this story is, again, rife with extraneous details that are a little weird. So I'm also going to go fact. Mark. Yeah, I think at the Colonel, there is a kind of miraculous coincidence story, which tend to be told a lot. So I'm going to go fact. Kyle. This might be the first time where I believe almost every single beat of this story. Wow. Fact. Chris. I think, yeah. Could it happen? Sure. But last week's episode with the projection story being fiction makes me want to vote this one fiction. So I'm going to say fiction. All right. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. The coin's prediction is fact, and we are going to move on to story number four, which is called, Who Was I? I knew this place seemed familiar. Look. 
That's the same building. It's exactly what you drew. Exactly. Oh, I have a question for you. Have any of you guys been to a hypnotist before? No. 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 I, well, I've I've seen hypnotist acts. I actually oh, had... like state like stage hypnotism. Yes, I've seen it. It has happened in front of me as part of uh, shows. Yes, I have had a hypnotist come to my college, and there were certain people that volunteered to go up on stage. But then certain people in the audience played along and actually was pulled up on stage halfway through because they were being just as like strongly hypnotized. Actually, were being hypnotized. Yeah, no, no, because one and like one of I remember well, one yeah, of the guys. That's what they... Yeah, because it's all about like opening up your mind. Exactly. And so what would happen is throughout the hypnotism kind of show that he would always welcome audience members to participate and he actually and this one guy was so strong he like walked like the hypnotist walked into the audience and brought the guy on stage yeah. because that's why they usually know. bring up more people than they need yeah. and then over the course as he's doing it he weeds people out and he sends them back because not everybody's susceptible to it it's fascinating well this story is about hypnosis and Ted is uh, uh, claustrophobic and he doesn't know why but he goes to a hypnotist with his girlfriend she's there for moral support and while he's under under the hypnotic spell, he regresses to a previous life where he's Stuart Metcalf, and he has this traumatic memory about being in a place of bar- I thought it was a barn. I didn't really catch it. Yeah, yeah I, it was, it was some sort of like closed. It was yeah, it was <laughs> it was some sort of closed in room, uh, but it's not really revealed what happens. It is kind of vague. So the hypnotist wakes him up. He runs out of the room saying, "I need to get some air," and then. Uh, Next day, he's starting basically anew. His life is better. He's drawing again, his girlfriend notes, what he hasn't drawn in years. And he draws these locations that he stumbles across in real life. And it's kind of this psychic thing where he drew a building. Boom. He's on the street corner where the building is. He drew a hallway. Boom. And it leads him down to this basement area where he discovers the body of Stuart Metcalf, his previous uh, life partner. So this story is basically asking us to believe, can hypnosis draw from out of you a past life that um, leads you to discover the body of your your deceased uh, person. You said uh, life partner? What are you talking about? <laughs> like his, his previous like life partner. Like he, he has a... His previous life person. His reincarnated person. So uh, when you get reincarnated, the person, the first person is your previous life partner. Yeah, that's that's how I like to think of it. Okay. Guys, Colonel, you, Colonel of Truth. Frakes also says at the end, he's like, or is this just a story that he saw in his youth, like in a paper on television hmm. that he internalized, sort of forgot about, and then years later under hypnosis remembered the story? Right. So I have a few reasons that I also believe uh, could lead me to fact, which is kind of what I... Uh, I feel like you're leaning towards too. It's kind of easy to explain, right? I'm always trying to pin everybody down. Yeah. Um, I feel like this one, you could say like, I've heard of stories where someone will visit someone who could tell them about their past lives. Okay. So let's say someone did that and then spread the story or perhaps this is like a, a Tiffany argument. Someone goes under hypnosis and then they, how do we yeah okay so they they claim to have experienced this and then are are spouting that as fact we yeah it's someone's story that doesn't mean it's true you know we could isn't that usually typically what we'll we'll say is like oh well if someone says it and believes it that could technically be a factual story then right i just read the uh, golden state killer book and they mentioned in in that when they're trying to catch the the prowler and the serial killer that they are using hypnotists the police department's using hypnotists to try to get more details out of the victims but wait like now what i what i will say about hypnosis having studied uh, a lot of literature on this and it's also prevalent in the x-files they do a lot of hypnosis episodes mm, in the x-files well then fact bringing great <laughs> hey they both aired on fox bringing out like these uh, memories of alien abduction and whatnot and a lot of uh the science of hypnosis that's helpful is like habit forming we can help you stop smoking etc etc but a lot of the kind of woo woo kind of nonsense stuff revolves around hypnotists accidentally not intentionally 
making someone believe that they have these past lives when in actuality none of this stuff is actually true it's mm. very easy once like they're planting this? yes once you're inside kind of the Whoa. subconscious or unconscious area and the person is susceptible you can kind of like leading the witness almost but leading the witness in a way that they believe they're it's almost inception really well that's why i'm saying this story is kind of easy to believe because it could be that or maybe you believe in past lives and then it could be easily believable that way too it's true let's go head on to predictions here chris kick us off fact or fiction uh for those exact reasons i'm gonna say fact kyle fact yeah <laughs> tiffany yeah i'm also gonna go fact mark have we had a hypnosis episode yet i don't think so no. which is such a beyond beliefy kind of thing so then you're like if the writers are grasping for for straws here in season four oh i see what they you're are, saying they could be like we haven't done hypnosis yet don't you dare set this up and then say fact oh i'm gonna say fact <laughs> Um, here's what I'm going to say, guys. I'll go last. Um, Mark's faux fake rooney I believe exactly. I'm going fiction. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. The coin is going to predict fiction, and we are going to move on to the fifth and final story of today's episode, which is called You Are Next. No, I'm sure. I want to cancel the hit on my wife. I had an attack of conscience, Okay. 5,000 bucks to cancel? Are you kidding? All right, all right, I'll pay it. Just make sure you stop the guy. What do you mean if you can find him? Find him! How much money would it take for you to cancel a hit on your wife? $100? $5,000? No, $5,000. $5,000. <laughs> Kyle, you're going to give us a story summary here. What happened? This story is about a couple, Art and Elaine. Art, a gambler. And uh, he has gambled and lost uh, roughly $100,000 to the guys. Um, they don't specify, but it's kind <laughs> of like creepy. So he decides to take out a hit on his wife, who he has a $200,000 life insurance policy on to get the money to cover up his gambling losses. Then they get a phone call. Art gets a phone call from someone who wants to buy his appliance store for $600,000. And so he tries to call off the hit, and they're not sure if they can find the hitman to tell him to call off the hit. So they still go out to Chinese dinner. And as you do. As you, as do. you do. And, well, I mean, it's got the best orange chicken in the town, so he, well, they no got to go. No one can resist not reading that fortune exactly. cookie. Exactly. So then they get to the fortune cookies. He breaks his open. It's some schlocky whatever. She breaks hers open, and it says, you are next. Horrifying. Which is frightening. Horrifying. Alarming, So yes. then they leave, and the whole walk home, Art is looking over his shoulder. He gets scared at a jogger walking by. <laughs> then this van pulls up, turns off its lights, starts chasing them. They start running. He starts having a heart attack. The van pulls up. They get out. They've won the sweepstakes, and they're going to win tons of money. And Art has a heart attack right there and then. And dies. And dies. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that a man puts a hit on his wife, calls it off, but through a series of paranoia ends up actually dying because of him thinking that the wife is actually going to get hit. To which I say, who, who told this story? Oh, that's not yes. what I was thinking. The well, that is what we should all be thinking yeah, because literally he died. No one could tell the story. The one guy that has the in the information to tell the story literally dies. Maybe he yeah. had kept a diary. You know what? That, that guy? seems that seems like something that Beyond Belief would do, like this supplemental evidence, yep. hashtag supplemental evidence, where it's like we had this in an episode it's not one. A hashtag. Guys, I'm gonna get this to catch on. It's gonna happen. Um we had this in season one. We had the uh evidence oh photos my gosh, the that pictures, Chris, Chris the crime is obsessed scene with the photos. evidence oh, photos. Chris yeah. fucking loves those. And it was like, wait, they mentioned evidence photos, and then there was another one where a newspaper article yeah. was shown. It's like it would have been great to have that, but we don't have that. We have no living surviving and wait, witness breaks didn't even well, try and say like no, oh like usually he does yeah uh, he didn't even bother he was like he died here's the thing what if the husband told the wife what if the husband uh confessed to the wife on the walk home then he was so paranoid the episode. and he was well, like, wasn't he was like hey oh my god i took a hit on you i'm so sorry I and you still took me it. to the restaurant Okay, that was the one hey, thing that really I'm, I'm, bothered I'm, I'm me. Just, I'm just giving um, a possibility of how this story got out. Totally, yeah. and I like that theory. I would have liked it more if it was in the episode, like, 
just put it in there, write it in. This, yeah, yeah. Why did they go to the Chinese restaurant it, still? He was saying they're being like, oh, I really want to cancel this hit. Oh, it's $5,000 to cancel hit. Fine, I'll pay it. But you know what? Even though I'm not 100% sure this hit's called off, let's go to the same exact restaurant, which I told the assassin who apparently these mysterious people cannot find. Oh, okay. I'll go to okay. the same restaurant that I told the assassin that we'd be walking home from and we just go on the same Kyle, exact route just in case. Defend okay. it. Here's the deal. So they got engaged at a beautiful romantic Chinese restaurant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> many years ago and this was their anniversary and if he had called it off his marriage would have been fucked not like he cares he, i think his marriage was doing all right i they think his marriage like, was doing all right you know? but you know what he didn't want to mess it up they were going to get some money he didn't want to mess up the anniversary <laughs> it was worth and call it, it was off because then like, she would have been like what the fuck get your ass out of this house i don't want anything to do with you ever again ladies uh listening to the podcast if you want a man that's gonna treat you right <laughs> kyle manic is ready for you I, will- I know how to hide a ring in some kung pao chicken let me tell you where where are my ladies right now i feel like if this was on the lady episode we'd have a lot more things to say <laughs> well i'll tell you why i didn't have much to say i was i was kind of thrown by this story uh in the beginning he's in this fancy massaging chair <laughs> oh my and, god the best chair. Uh, with a phone in it and Guys, a cooler it literally does have a fridge in it he pulls a cold beer out of the armrest <laughs> anyway it's the best chair i've ever seen in my life chris i just kept imagining when he was in that chair that on set it didn't actually vibrate and he had to do the mo- the movement <laughs> on his own <laughs> yeah they were they were i the, for real that probably wasn't a massage chair it probably didn't have a real phone probably didn't have a cooler and he was just like pulling shit out of like because <laughs> well, there was a pa down noise. there just handing him shit yeah <laughs> so true guys i really want this to be fact because i love this story i mean this has this is is potentially my favorite story of this damn show can you please i found this i just find this so entertaining i found the two of them so (laughs) likable even though he put a hit out on his wife like i liked her i liked him i liked the chinese restaurant i the sweepstakes guy was the creepiest dude i've ever seen i i just thought this story was so charming and i want it to be true oh man i don't don't even know what what to do with kyle right now like four seasons in and you just continue to surprise me i love this story mark kick us off fact or fiction (gasps) oh kyle (laughs) fiction (laughs) tiffany fiction chris (laughs) to be honest i wrote fact down but I think I'm going to change my answer to fiction. All right, I'll go next. Um, is this going to be one of those stories that it's fact and we're all fucking pissed? I think it's going to be fact. Except for Kyle, who'll be happy. Oh, you mean like a red-eyed lady story? Yes. Yeah, or like a haunted barbecue story. Guys, I'm going fact for uh, that reason. I'm sorry. I'd rather be wrong on this and vote fact, Kyle. Is a camera crew recording a guy winning the sweepstakes and having a heart attack enough for this story to be true? I don't know. I'm going fiction. Oh. I've been led to believe. Okay, we've all locked in our votes. <laughs> Let's flip a coin. Fiction, says the coin. Looks like I'm on my own raft here. And in a minute, we're going to find out if that raft is afloat by finding out which stories are fact and which are fiction. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Good. What the hell was Frank that? to be proud. Stay with us. <laughs> We have it. Guys, we've acquired the Ouija board. It is, let's just say, going to be great. But in a few weeks, we are going to actually hold um, what I called a seance. And then Chris quickly pointed out is not technically a seance. What did you? No, I feel like this is different. And I also am, as I say every week, I am totally opposed to you guys doing this. And you should reconsider. You know we put the Ouija board underneath your bed, right? Yeah, where do you think we're holding it? There cannot be a Ouija board in this house. Uh I rubbed it all over your blankets. (laughs) So what we did is we solicited voicemails from our listeners for people to call in with an interesting, creepy or not creepy, good, cool Ouija board experience that we would play on the air. And we're going to play one right now and uh, see if it pushes us towards continuing down the path or if it's a Kyle starting to crack <laughs> no come on no one's no one's backing out right nah. oh well, we'll see we'll see let's listen to this phone let's call listen first. to the phone call hey guys my name is connie i'm from pennsylvania i'm a huge fan of the podcast i don't know if this story really counts because it's not technically a ouija board 
It's a game my sisters and I used to play when we were little. You would take a deck of cards and basically try to summon a spirit, and then you would draw a card for each question. And hearts were yes, spades were no, diamonds were maybe, and clubs were I don't know. And that would, like, represent the spirit answers to your questions. And I just remember pretty much never did anything spooky happen, except for this one time we were talking to a spirit, and we asked a few different questions. One of them was, were you murdered? To which it answered yes. And there were a few others that kind of spooked us. So we put the deck of cards back in the box and back on our dresser, went to bed, forgot about it. We woke up in the morning, and the cards were out of the box and spread all along the floor of our bedroom. It was one of the scariest things ever. I'm not a big believer in the supernatural, but it terrified me, and we never played it again because it scared us so bad. So not exactly a Ouija board story, but similar. Uh, keep up the good work. Love your podcast, and can't wait for the next episode. That is very creepy, actually. Very spooky. And thank you, Connie, for calling in. Thank you for being a uh, avid listener and uh, enjoying our show so much. Stop. But, okay, yeah, obviously. I, I think this fits in well because the spirit boards or the talking boards or the Ouija board was just created as a way to talk it's to a conduit. So, so if you, yeah, if you yeah. come up with a type of game where they can contact you through it, it's basically the same thing. I am well, officially creeped out. Yeah, no, it is. Well, the story might not be true. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, true. As, I mean, I think, I don't think Connie's lying to us. I think she actually experienced this, but I think that as we always talk about with these kind of supernatural stories, there could be more than one explanation. Like, I don't know, maybe she, Ha- like, it. yeah exactly yeah, like maybe she- well i wasn't gonna say that no i was gonna say maybe her sister came in the middle of the night to spook her out or maybe her mom or her dad were downstairs spooked both of the- that would be so oh hilarious as a parent to do that are you what kidding kind me of mean. oh that's the kind of parenting i want to employ um all right <laughs> that's a choice i for one have no reason to disbelieve that this actually happened and that it wasn't one of her friends or her doing it and I am creeped out. But what is the point? Why would a ghost take the cards out of the box and spread them on it the It could floor? have been a bunch of reasons. Maybe it, uh, maybe the thing was mad at Connie. Maybe, uh, maybe it just wanted to show her what it could do. Who knows? But I if am... Ma- a- if you're mad at somebody, you're going to spread the cards around the floor? What weak-ass ghost powers are those? Whoa, Come on, you are I would challenging no, the ghost here. Here's, here's what I, mean, I think. I'm just saying. I think Connie is the one who woke up in the middle of the night and did this. Whoa. And then called this in to further to solidify her sister the story that to this the happened sisters. that she's not the one who woke up in the middle of the night and do that. It's genius. It really. is genius. John, Connie is really a mastermind <laughs> of the supernatural. I wonder if they uh, any sleepwalking involved at all. Possibly, mm-hmm. and possibly mm-hmm. she like sleptwalked out of her house, and then later down the line, her sister yeah. came into her room and found a doll of her just lying on the Man. bed. Or maybe <laughs> Connie had been thinking about it. Maybe it was creeping around so much that when she went to sleep, she started to dream of it. And something that would happen as a result of it and actually slept, walked and spread the cards out because that's where her mind had sort of gone. Or possibly or everything happened just like she said it happened. And you guys are crazy to be fucking with this stuff. Well, let me tell you this. (laughs) If if we do the Ouija board and um, the side effects include cards being spread around and that's pretty much it then great well i think what we need to do is find an expert find somebody connie's not an expert on ouija boards or playing cards we need to right find... that's true like she yeah. she only had one experience i mean i love her she's yeah, great she seems really sweet and thank you for listening connie if if you're out there connie i'm using a my ouija board right now to communicate with you connie i think i know somebody who can help us with this actually wait for real yeah no totally i i know somebody who i think would be the perfect person to ask let's do it Beyond Belief, episode 36, which stories were fact and which were fiction. Uh, First up, first story. This one is called Second Sight. This is the one about the woman who had an eyeball transplant. And those eyeballs remembered the murderer that killed the person who had those eyeballs. Or other explanations. (laughs) Possible. (laughs) Tiffany, Chris, you guys think, regardless of the explanations, that the story actually happened, that it's fact. Mark, Kyle, you guys think it's fiction, and I agree. Let's find out what the truth is. Is this one fake? 
No. A similar story happened in Florida in the late 80s. Fuck up. Florida! Fact. Florida's going to get you every time, everybody. Damn it, I hate Florida. This story actually happened. Can you believe that? Yeah. Transplanted eyeballs? Mm -hmm. Wow. No, but, but, okay, so you you guys voted fact. (laughs) But not for that reason. No, 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 the jig is up. Yeah. You voted fact, you got it. Yeah. But can you believe that? Yeah. I That's think there's crazy. it's the other it's, like, it's a crazy coincidence, but again, I don't think it was because the corneas recognized a murderer. No, of course, of course, because yeah. that's physically impossible. No, but the it iris was, did. It the was iris. like my, no, the iris definitely. Yeah. 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 It was like minority report when Tom Cruise gets those new eyeballs. Story number two is called The Fine Line. This is the one about the twins. And they have a psychic connection in the beginning, and there's a twist of no kind because they still have a psychic connection at the end. Now, Chris, Kyle, and Mark, you guys think this story is fact. I agree. Tiffany, you're a lone gunman yeah. on this one. You think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this was real? You're right. A story like this was reported about a pair of twins from the Midwest in the early 90s. Fact. Twins are true. That's that easy to remember. T-A-T. What's and the twin thing? Tat. <laughs> the tat theory. Oh, that goes back. Rat-a-tat-tat. You're pulling out some of the old gems. Tit for tat? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what is he talking about? Chris, it sounds like uh, you took a wrong turn there. Speaking of which, the next story is called The Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie in theaters. I feel like it should be called The Right Turn. True. He did make the right turn. Exactly. He saved someone's life if it actually happened. Now, Tiffany, Mark, Kyle, you guys think it actually happened. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Chris, you think this story is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this story was inspired by an actual event? It was. It happened about 20 years ago in the Midwest. Fact. I told Why you guys. everything happening in the Midwest in this episode? What time period did that happen? 20 years ago. So does that mean three facts in a row so far? Yep, so everything else is going to be fiction. Good luck, everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> there might be I'm another totally, fact I'm totally screwed on five. Uh, anyway, let's move on to story number four. Who was I? This is a story about the hypnotist and that whole scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Chris, Kyle, Tiffany, Mark, you guys think this is fact, and I am the lone fiction on this one. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story true? No way. It was written to fool you. Fiction. We should, well, we, well, well. I knew it. They wow. included a fake hypnotist. It makes sense. Damn, I oh, gave a really they. compelling story for that one to be fact, too. <laughs> Let's move on to the fifth and final story of today's episode. You are next. This is the one. I also saw that movie in theaters. I think it's your next. Is the it's also not movie. the wrong turn. It's <laughs> I just like wrong the turn. more formal movie. Yeah, but that's you not the name of it. You are next. Please. <laughs> you will be in the next one. You are not the previous. Wait patiently for a little bit longer. Yes, please take a number. And then at some point in the future, your time will come. Not not now. Sure. But soon. Ebenezer. Very long title. I thought this was fact. Everyone thought this was fiction. This is the one about the sweepstakes giving the guy a heart attack. And I'm certainly wrong about this, but I wanted to hedge my bets. Let's find out what the (laughs) truth is. Is this story so strange that it must be true? Not this time. It's fiction. Fiction. All right, guys. I still uh, like that. Tabulate the scores. As the scores are tabulating in the background. (laughs) That's the sound of tabulation. The ticker sounds. Yeah, that's the sound of tabulation. Did anyone only get one story correct this week? Did anyone only get two correct this week? We are now doing better than we have in previous episodes. Okay? Yeah. Because we've all been getting twos. (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with two. There's nothing wrong with twos. Did anyone get three correct this week? We all got three correct. (laughs) Whoa, again? Wait a second. We how, have tied twice this season and how, no yeah. seasons before. That's bizarre. How is anyone actually going to get ahead? How am I going to keep my title of Mr. 60 when you all got Whoa. 60? You got 60 oh. again. Welcome to Mr. 60s and Madam 60s Club now, baby. Whoa. Yeah. This um, is crazy. Mark and I. Still tied. Oh, wait, we, we can't there is um, uh, one unfortunate thing about this unifying uh, scoreboard this time is the coin. Oh, no. Got four out of five this Ooh. week. The coin <sighs> narrowly uh, missed a five out of five and then did just skate right past us. Yeah. It whooped us. Wow. So we can't feel too. We can't feel too good about ourselves. What did it miss? The twins one? 
Yeah, it fell for it the did. twins. It fell for the twins. It's definitely a harder season to get a good score on. I don't know why. And it's not like we're choosing the same answers. We're just getting the same results. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to mention is, Mark, I noticed you walked in today. Okay. As you do. Yeah. And you had this fancy bag over your shoulder and it said Beyond Beyond Belief on it. Mark, it did. how did you get that Mark, tote? Well, Mark, where did that come let from? Let me shut up and I'll tell you. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, well, I went online, thank you for asking, uh, to the Beyond Beyond Belief store, which you can find on our website and probably links in social what? media, too. What? Uh, yeah, and they have some pretty cool merch. I mean, if you already have the merch, then it's just the same merch. Mark, That's have you seen my there. t-shirt? Uh, the one you're wearing right now? Yeah. It has flowers on it and has nothing to do with Beyond Beyond Belief. I Ooh, mean, looks like bad branding. <laughs> but I've seen your shirt in the past. Have you seen my mug? Have seen your bug again. You're not using it right and the now, pillows. We and don't. Pillows. We don't really actively promote this because we just kind of did it to to buy merch for ourselves. <laughs> to be honest, but there were several listeners that reached out like within several days in the last like weeks since yes. we put our episode up, and they were curious. Like, hey, do you guys have stuff? And yeah, we do. So. If you guys have ideas for merch, you should let us know because we have a lot of sayings that we kind of want to put on t-shirts. We'll and... make it like for real. <laughs> yeah, like we have, you know. What's the coin say? I think that was an What idea. does the coin say? Yes, yeah. it's an old... Uh, we'll, we'll write ghost, it like that, Chris's ghostly though. rules. We, we got some ideas percolating. Kernel of truth. Kernel of truth. What's the we kernel? We gotta do kernel of truth. Yeah, but it's gotta be like a little popcorn kernel. Yeah. We gotta oh, we gotta have like a, a little nice animated, like an animated, like he, he's the kernel of truth. He's got little cute eyes or whatever. I love it. It's gonna be adorable. Sorry to get a little creepy, but... No. He's gonna have cute... It's not creepy. He's gonna have cute eyes and like a little bit of blood on his mouth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but the I'm, eye's gonna be <laughs> transplanted corneas? Chris? Chris. Oh, wait, Go how buy it. How about a grandma witch coven shirt? I would totally buy that. Oh my god, they're all totally they're all cute little women that. at a little table. Kyle, you remember that episode? Yes. Oh yeah, playing um pickle pickle barrel. <laughs> Not sure what he's talking about, <laughs> but for you guys listening at home, thank you so much for joining this week and until next week. This is beyond beyond belief. Oh, I meant pinochle. <laughs> no, mm. pickle is Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by Five Friends Living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All audio clips are used strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find the show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening. Has anyone here ever legitimately used the phrase, I need to get some air and walked out of a room? Oh my God. I brought this up the other day with somebody. Wait, really? Because you're um, someone who says it? No, I was watching something and someone was like, I need to get some air. And I was like, no one ever says no that. No one ever I, says that. I feel like I've said that like at a wedding when I'm dancing afterwards for like two hours straight. And it's just like, oh, I need to get some air. That's true. But okay, maybe, mm, that, maybe that's a use case. But I think generally speaking, isn't this roughly translate to I hate the company that I'm presently in and I need to get away from you people? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Right? I feel like that's really what it translates to. But- I wouldn't. I would never use that phrase without the word "fresh" in there. I need some fresh air. <laughs> yeah, that seems. Reasonable. Oh sure. Now if that you're getting fresh air, then, yeah. then, then oh, it makes fresh total sense. Air. Okay.